0: Resting in this stillness, knowing that this place of peace is ever-present, always available. Recognizing that spirit is love, a nurturing love, a kind love. a soft love. And realizing that because we are one with this presence that we also inherently, divinely are fully capable, fully equipped to express this love, to express it to ourselves, to express it to others, to receive it. I'm so grateful for this realization, and so grateful to be with you all here today. Knowing that Reverend Diana's lesson gives us exactly that divine-inspired idea our next understanding to grow and to become and to embody the qualities of the divine. In this space of gratefulness, I simply release my prayer knowing that my word through prayer has power. that put into that spiritual law, it knows nothing but to correspond. So knowing it's already so, I simply release, and together we affirm this by saying,
1: and so it is, amen. Amen. Thank you, Cherie, for creating such a beautiful, open, sacred space. Thank you. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Whether you are here via internet or here in the room with us, I'd like to welcome you home to your mystic heart, to our community, but also to your very own mystic heart where all of your answers are.
2: Everybody, and know the place where we are. Home. May you find peace within
3: your body, find the peace of your soul, and see that.
1: each week by (laughs) singing chanting together chanting refers to uh, spiritual singing That's, that's what it is that's what it means and not only that we sing as God to God with God but that we are changed by the song and so each week we begin by joining our voices to shift the energy in the space to shift the energy between us to raise the level of love that is present as we move into our meditative journey of Teze this morning we begin our sunday with a a meditative journey and then we have a little brief break where some leave some come some stay and we follow with a conscious conversation later on in the morning. So we begin our meditative journey this morning by closing our eyes, if you're comfortable doing so, or, or settling into whatever meditative posture works for you. Settling into this space. Just fully arriving. becoming aware of the breath anchored in the breath deeply rooted in the present moment the past is behind us it's done The future has not yet arrived. So fully present, we enter into ritual together. We form and hold a powerful vision. Together we envision a web of consciousness that surrounds and infuses the entire planet. We see and feel ourselves to be a point of radiant light in that web. And we recognize that every human is a divine spark as well, a spark of divinity, with no exceptions. Now we expand our vision to include every creature, every plant, and grain of sand. The soil, the water, the clouds, and the wind, the heavenly bodies, all aglow with the light of spirit. One light, each of us apart. And I feel and know that my light is enmeshed with yours and with all of creation. Feeling our interconnectedness, we acknowledge our role as caretakers in sacred service to one another, to all life forms, and to the planet that sustains us. Grounded in our oneness, we center our awareness in this month's theme, Honoring the Sacred, and on the object of our contemplation this morning, Honoring the Sacred Mother. We return today to the world of the great Catholic mystics. St. Therese of Lisieux, Julian of Norwich, Hildegard of Bingen, Francis of Assisi. It is written that they shed their shoes, followed bear tracks, declared the moon a sister, spoke with sparrows, ground forest nettles into healing salves, bowed before trees, baked bread in clay ovens, and called it all holy. Honoring the sacred mother was woven into their very lives. They knew that all of life was holy and they treated it as such. They were truly Catholic in their religious practice. Catholic meaning universal, all-embracing, sensing the wholeness in everything. They understood the power of sacrament that things are made sacred by the attention we give them. We live in challenging times and exciting times. We live in a world where nature, spirit, and modern science are coming together to show the inherent connection between humans and the natural world. Poets, mystics, artists, naturalists, earth-based religions, and indigenous cultures have always proclaimed this truth. And we're often seen as crazy, heretical, we're often chastised, persecuted, excommunicated, or worse. We are privileged to live in a time when we are free to honor the Sacred Mother without fear of retribution. There are so many gifts that are offered when we spend time in reverent interaction with the Divine Mother. A quote from Leander Lynn Hopped in her book, Rooted. When we walk mindfully in the natural world, attuned to the voices of the birds, the alternating unfurling and dormancy of plant life through the seasons, the tracks of the coyote who wander from the green space to our urban backyard, a great deal of truth about the interrelationship between humans, plants, animals, and the land is directly revealed to us. This attunement is our most authentic, most innate way of learning and knowing. We have been taught, and it is deeply entrenched in the race mind, that there is some kind of separation between God and creation, between humanity and the natural world, as though we are not part of the natural world. But in our heart of hearts, we know this is not true. Depending on the spiritual tradition we were raised in, we sometimes hesitate to use the name God in prayer because it creates an image of a powerful, fickle, and sometimes wrathful being up there, separate from us. Here, in this place, the word God invokes the graced, unnameable source of life, The sacredness that cradles and infuses all of creation on earth and beyond. When we pray to such a one, we are lifting our hearts, our minds, and our bodies in conversation, or contemplation, or remembrance, or supplication. Or gratitude to the whole but we offer our prayer to the whole from within the whole this requires no dogma only willingness openness surrender Hildegard of Bingen counseled, to be alive is to give praise. As we move through our days, are we aware that our attention is a prayer? Our thoughts, words, and actions serve as vehicles of praise. What are we lifting up? Where is our worship directed? We tend to draw lines between the holy and the profane, the sacred and the worldly. How often do we stop Breathe and remember that everything is holy now.
2: When I was a boy each week, Sunday we would go to church, pay attention to the priest, he would read the holy word and consecrate the holy bread, everyone would kneel and bow. The only difference is everything is holy now. Everything. Everything, everything is holy now. When I was in Sunday school, we would learn about the time. Moses split the sea in two, and Jesus Jesus made the water wine. I remember feeling sad, miracles drove. And now I can't keep track Cause everything's a miracle Everything, everything, everything's a miracle Wine from water is not so small An even better magic trick all. So the challenging thing becomes, becomes not to look for miracles, but finding where there isn't one. When Holy
3: water was rare at best; I barely wet my fingertips. But now I've gotta hold my breath. Well, it used to be a world half there. Heaven's second rate hand me down. I walk it with reverent air. Because everything is
1: holy now. Everything is holy now.
2: Everything is holy now. 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 now. Read a questioning child's face. Say it's not a testament. Well, that'd be very hard to say. See. Another new morning come Say it's
4: not a sacrament
2: I tell you that
4: it can't be done
2: This morning outside I stood Saw a little red-winged bird Shining like a burning bush Singing like a scripture verse. Made me want to bow my head I remember when church let out How things have changed since then Everything is holy now Used to be a world out there Heaven's second rain hand me down I walk in with a reverent air Cause everything is holy now Everything is holy now Everything is holy now. 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 Everything is holy now.
1: we are rooted in spirit everything is holy now there's nothing to wait for there's nothing to look for it's just that we need to remember to open our eyes and to really look at everything and everyone that's around us. It's all a miracle. So we're rooted in spirit, but we're also rooted in the earth. There's no denying that. Remove us from this planet, and we die. There's no oxygen out there. There's no water. There's no food. There's nothing that we need once we remove ourselves from the planet. The word rooted comes to us from the Latin word radix, meaning the center from which all things germinate and arise. The radical, that's also what radical means. The intrinsic organic heart of both being and action. Rooted lives are radically and consciously intertwined with spirit. They're also aware of and attending to the vitality of the planet. We are deeply affected by every aspect of our earthen community. And our thoughts, words and actions affect the whole in return. So it's a reciprocal experience. Our science tells us that this is so. And deep inside, we already know that this is so. It is an awareness that makes us tingle with its responsibility, its beauty, and its poetry. It makes our lives our most foundational form of activism. It means everything we do matters, and matters wondrously.
4: We were all born into a story, a mythology rich in metaphor and symbolism. In most of our stories, the divine source was symbolized by the Father and the planet Earth by the Mother. Father God and Mother Nature represent our spiritual parents, the male and female vitalities that dwell within each of us as the image and likeness of spirit. The Jewish, Christian, and Islamic faiths had their roots in the ancient Hebrew culture, a very patriarchal society, and in this atmosphere the masculine aspects of God were emphasized and the feminine all but dismissed. Many women began to lose touch with their generative aspects, and many men with their nurturing qualities. Genesis 1.27 tells us, So God created humankind in their own image. In the image of God created they them. Male and female created they them. The Divine Spirit comprises all qualities of all genders. Both the seed and the soil that receives it are divine. Mother Earth receives the seed and nurtures it to fruition. Our feminine qualities include intuition, receptivity, empathy, forgiveness, support, and humility, all traits of spirit, and all present in each of us. Reflecting on these qualities within us Let us make a conscious connection with our divine feminine attributes. Feel the female energy within you. Embrace the Sacred Mother. The meditative silence that we're about to share receives us unconditionally, and as we listen in the silence, open, receptive, welcoming, and intuitive, we are exercising our feminine traits we make of ourselves a fertile garden, receiving the seeds of divine intuition. We may wonder, how do my female energies express through me? Which of my feminine traits do I express most freely? Where and when do I block the flow of the sacred feminine desiring to express by means of me and why. Responding to the gentle reminder of the music bringing our attention back to this time and place We give thanks to the sacred mother Grateful for our humble acceptance of divine guidance For our receptivity to the still small voice of God Thank You God for everyone and for everything. I invite you to know with me now that Spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. In this consciousness of open receptivity to the continuing inspiration of Reverend Diana, we embrace the divine feminine within us and within our cherished planet Earth, knowing that as we do so, we are honoring the Sacred Mother.
1: is a latin word that comes to us from the benedictine tradition the word is adsum it means i am present this word calls us as it did to the benedictine monks to a seemingly paradoxical life A life in which we are committed to constant evolution of mind and spirit, while remaining rooted in the presence of God and our purpose on this planet. Each of us is a unique expression of God, here on purpose. There are no accidental humans. Are we willing to grow in awareness so that our purpose can be revealed? assume I am present to this growth. And once we know what is ours to do, are we willing to do it? assume I am present to this work. Our sacred mother is calling. Am I listening? Are we listening? Adsum. I am present. I hear you, sacred mother, and by my life, I answer your call. Join me as we close in affirmative prayer this morning. So grateful to know that there is only one life. And I call this one God, Spirit, Creator, Infinite Intelligence, Divine Mother. So grateful to know that Creator is forever expressing and experiencing itself as all of its creation and so that means that I am a perfect intentional and irreplaceable piece of what God is and so are you each one here on the earth with a divine purpose to know and express my highest self to serve God by serving others and so in deep gratitude for this life we honor and care for the sacred mother which sustains us I know that every little thing that I do with intention to serve and honor that which sustains me. Every little thing matters. And so I set about having a deeper mindfulness, a greater attention as I walk through my days. So grateful for the understanding for the knowing and the acceptance of this truth i say thank you spirit for all all of the blessings of this and every day i know that prayer and vision is powerful medicine and so i accept that this word spoken in deep faith has already done its work that each of us is a more mindful being adsum, a more present being as we leave here today and so from this place of deep gratitude I simply release my word knowing its power knowing that spirit acts upon it directly immediately infallibly as I let it go and we affirm together and so it is. Amen. That's one of my favorite, favorite topics to speak on. So it's time for us to close the Teze meditation portion of our morning. As we do, we offer the opportunity you to share of your financial goods should you choose to in support of the work that we're doing in the world we are doing good work in this community we have a food ministry that serves the mission we are putting together our 12 days of kindness for the holiday season that's why we have socks if you're wondering why we have socks on our altar 12 days of kindness is a time where we put together care packages that we during the month of December go out to the places where homeless folks gather, and we distribute Christmas presents just because. So we do a lot of good work. If you're joining us online, you can find a donate button or our mailing address on our website, mysticheart.org. And so as we offer this time, we're gonna go ahead and invite you to chant, sing along with us, down in my soul. You don't have it? Okay. I know where one is if we need it, but I think we we have a screen, right? We can... No, it's not doing anything. Technology is beautiful. We love it. I feel the music. There it is.
5: Here we go.
1: (laughs) I feel the music down in my soul. I feel the music. I
2: feel the music
3: down in my soul. Down in my soul. I feel the music. I
2: feel the music
3: down in my soul.
2: I feel the music down in my
3: soul, down in my soul. and the whole wide my
1: world, world is, is my, my home. home. I feel the stillness,
4: I feel the stillness
3: down in my soul, down in
2: my soul. I feel the stillness down in,
3: down in my soul, and the whole wide world is my home. I feel the power.
4: I feel the power
3: down in my soul. Down
4: in my soul. I feel the power.
3: I feel the power down in my soul.
2: I feel the power
3: down in my
2: soul. Down in my soul. And the whole
3: wide world, world is my whole I feel the spirit.
2: I feel the spirit
3: down in my soul. Down
2: in my soul.
1: That wasn't a bad wing-it, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> a wing a prayer.
3: A wing and a prayer. <laughs> there we go.
1: So we just take a moment to say thank you for all of the gifts that are offered today. We say, We say thank you for the gifts of financial support that help us to sustain and to grow and to thrive, but also the talent, and the skills, and the treasure, and the the love, and the support, everything that you offer from who you are. We are so grateful, and we receive it most graciously. So thank you, spirit. Thank you to all. And so it is. So it is. Okay. Well, welcome to Coffee Out Front, if you'd like to stay, come back. There are restrooms at the back there. We have the suite next door also, where our kids meet. And all the coffee and food money today is going to farmer's footprint still. We purchased one acre to be regenerated Yay. last month. Sponsored. So we're working sponsored. <laughs> yeah, we didn't purchase the one. We sponsored an acre. So we're working on our second acre right now, within one year, to be regenerated to grow organic food. So soul's blessings quickly.
2: may your soul always find what it's looking for may your heart always be May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and
4: grace. And may God
2: always
3: answer your prayer.
0: As people roll in and roll out, <laughs> knowing that we continue our role, our momentum, going even deeper into that love, into that joy, into that community, knowing that each one here. As a beautiful, divine idea, unique, a unique individuation of that one source. Knowing that each one here is accepted for that wonderful uniqueness, their unique gifts and talents and joy and love that they bring to the world and to our community. Honoring each one here, I simply say thank you for being here. Knowing that each one of us hears exactly what we need for that next step, that next growth in our lives. I simply release my word into a powerful law that knows nothing but to reciprocate what we put in. And we affirm this prayer by saying, and so it is,
1: amen. Oh, thank you again, Cherie, for creating a joyful and open space. For us to begin our conscious conversations this morning, welcome. I missed you two this week. (laughs) So, you know how we start this one again. We sing. So feel free this time to get up, dance, move, whatever you want to do. Or just sit in your seat, dance, move, whatever works.
3: hard join the celebration lift your voice and sing your part and make this affirmation spirit made us family with loving hearts to share together we are joyfully with the practicing the
2: possible to pray and
3: anything's possible to so
2: prayer. Mystic
1: heart. Alright, that's
5: just the warm up.
2: Our aerobic song.
3: (laughs) Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light in everybody Let us be reminded of who we've come to be We are love. we are one One big family Hey, 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 hey Hey, 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 hey,
2: hey yeah. Let us make a joyful sound Here we stand on holy ground Let us make a joyful sound
3: Here we stand on holy ground let us make a joyful sound. Hey, 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 Everybody, get up on your feet. See the light. Everybody you meet. Hey, 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 yeah. hey. Hey, hey,
1: hey. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Okay, stay on your feet because God is my source. Here we go. Oh, I'm supposed to have
3: a drum for this. Get that drum. Can't play the tune right now. God
6: is my source. God
3: is my power. God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. God gives me everything. My source, God is my power, God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings, God gives me everything I need. Love is my source, love is my power, love gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. Love gives me everything I need. Peace is my source. Peace is my power. Peace gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. Peace gives me everything I need. Joy. Joy is my source. Joy is my power. Joy gives me everything. I give thanks for all my blessings. Joy gives me everything I need. God is my source. God is my power. God gives me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. God gives me everything. Oh, giving up to God one more time. God is my source. God is my power.
6: God
2: gives
3: me everything I need. So I give thanks for all my blessings. God gives me everything I need. God gives me everything
2: I need. God gives me everything I
6: need.
1: If you want, to... all right. If you want to stay standing, if you want to sit up to you. But we're going to take a moment to feel the presence of God in our body. I'm going to put this microphone down and use this one instead. The life energy moving through, the love energy moving through, filling me up, filling me up. Now coming alive in your hands and your arms, feeling that energy coming up through your feet and your legs, coming in from all directions, coming together to fill your torso, your chest, your heart. As we embody our divine connection, join me in sacred ritual. Feel the power of creation moving through you as together we hold a vision of a love-soaked world, where peace, joy, abundance, generosity, justice, freedom are the living principles that guide every life, where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion, and care for our planet as the sacred home that she is. We are creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety of a warm and comfortable home, medical care, education, healthy relationships, right livelihood and creative contribution and a deep sense of belonging with one another and on this planet. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light where the peace we cultivate within shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. We are creating a world that knows no greed, where there is absolute abundance in simply having enough, where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full, rich, and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which God's blessings flow. Like the prophet Nehemiah, we are doing a good work, and we cannot come down. We will not lower our vision, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible but inevitable we take the necessary steps towards its creation. We call it forth from the realm of infinite possibility, knowing that it is taking form right here and right now as we hold and sense and speak our powerful vision. We align our actions to support and nurture its graceful unfolding. We give thanks we let it be and so it is amen ah bask in that energy for a moment our prayer and our visioning creates a shift a definite shift in the room now that we're all charged up are you ready to have a conscious conversation so chris there are a couple books that i had up here earlier that i'm going to need but they're not here right now. Could you? Could do a, a oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Something less, something less back here. yeah, those are the ones. Those would be the ones I need. Thank you so much. I don't need them immediately, but when I get there, I'm not going to want to go, ah, where are they? All right. Let's see here. Where were we? So this morning our topic has been honoring our sacred mother we had a beautiful, a very powerful Teze this morning. So we're going to build on that. This is, as I said then, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Whoa. Boom. So during Teze, we spent time contemplating our own sacredness, the sacredness of every living thing, and those that we might not call living as well, like the rocks, and the sand, and the clouds. and the the planets. We talked about how we're not only rooted in spirit, but we're also deeply rooted in the Earth. We, rooted lives are radically and consciously intertwined with spirit. They're also aware of and attending to the vitality of the planet. So both. There's not just one. It's not all about the spiritual. We have bodies. We have a mother that sustains us, we have a mind, we have many parts that we care for. So we're being called to attend to the vitality of the planet right now. We're being called to honor the sacred mother. So first of all, do you agree that there's a calling happening right now to do things differently? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, It kind of feels like it to me. How do we know this? What are some of the indications?
4: Because what we're doing ain't working. <laughs>
1: well, it ain't working. <laughs> what, what's not working look like?
4: Disharmony.
1: Disharmony.
7: Unsustainability.
1: Unsustainability. Increased weather problems. Increased weather problems. I mean, there's a long list. Long <laughs> list of things going on right now. So. Individually, as individuals, what are some of the ways that you personally honor the Sacred Mother? Anybody? Recycling. Okay, recycling.
4: I always planting go back to gardens.
1: My, planting gardens.
4: I go back to my Boy Scout training. Leave, leave, when you go camp, and leave, leave the place cleaner than you found it.
1: Okay, leave it cleaner than you found it.
8: Regenerative uh, farming. All right. Regenerative farming. Taking part
1: in that in our own little way. It all adds up. What else? Anything else?
7: Driving less.
1: Driving less. Walking more. Walking (laughs) door.
3: Yeah, unless you're going to just sit there.
1: That's pretty much the deal. You could
3: always bicycle. You could bicycle, yes. Oh, yeah. skateboard. Yeah.
1: So how does it serve you? How does it serve you to have some ways? I'm sure there are many other ways that are left unspoken in the room, because I know you all a bit. But what are, whatever those ways are that you Uh, participate in, how does that serve you and how does it serve the whole? Trying to leave the planet a better place than when we got it. Okay, so it serves the whole by trying to leave the whole in better shape than when we arrived.
4: I always think of those uh, Whiskeytown Environmental Camp t-shirts that Mm -hmm. they What are we doing We don't, we don't own children. the planet. We're, we're borrowing it from our children. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, we're borrowing there. it from our children. And what are we leaving our children? Yeah. yeah.
8: On earth. You, you're reconnecting to the Divine Feminine within yourself.
1: Right. You're reconnecting to that Divine Feminine energy within yourself. And whatever gender, we all have that aspect of us. We're all those. And all. Be the
4: change you wish to see in the world.
1: Being the change you wish to see in the world. That's a, that's a big order, a tall order, right? Be the change. That means attending to what we're doing in every moment, which is kind of a tall order. What are some ways that we could show greater respect for the many blessings that she offers us? You know, what are some things we could be doing if we're not already to show a greater respect?
4: No peeing in the streams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no clear. peeing in the streams. The pools
7: either <laughs>
1: or pools. <laughs> Leave it to David <laughs>
4: Also waste. There's so much waste that goes on, especially yeah. food waste, which yeah. comes directly out of the earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so to, to recycle, reuse it, re, to compost it, whatever, you know, just mm-hmm. so much just gets thrown away and they yeah. fill up canyon after canyon in landfills.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as a society, we could redirect the 40% of food that we grow that gets thrown out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's pure waste.
7: And clothing,
1: too. And clothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. The landfill is filled yeah. with clothing. Yeah. People just throw their clothing away instead yeah. of even donating recycling. it or right. yeah. consigning yeah. it or something. Sharing. So, giving yeah. it to someone. Ellie came in in a shirt today. She goes, guess who gave me this? <laughs> 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 it was blue and it looked like her. <laughs> so yeah, sharing what we have with others, recycling, reusing. Yeah, that's all all good stuff.
4: Boycotting plastics. Uh, ah, ha, ha.
1: Yes. boycotting plastics. Yes. It took me a while to shop yesterday at Orchard Nutrition because I went in with all my little sandwich uh, paper sandwich bags to get all my bulk items. Because all they have is plastic. This is Orchard Nutrition.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: And yep. all they have is plastic. Mm-hmm. So I came up with all these little paper bags. And they're like, where did you get these? I said, I brought them. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know.
7: we can do this stuff. Yes? Begin to change our attitudes about how um, we have to show Some uh, it looks better for us if we buy all new. Ah, I've followed some of the statistics on how much water it takes to make a pair of jeans. Right. Mm -hmm. It'd be better to go buy a pair of used jeans or something. Yeah. We don't want to wear used clothing, you know. I think that's, you know, maybe I'm saying maybe, To help recycling clothing also become Mm -hmm. the thing instead of new clothing being a status signal, a symbol, or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also packaging that comes because Mm, a lot of times you want to buy something. Yeah, I like to go to a store, Mm -hmm. see it, and feel it, and I can't get most of the things that I want to buy at the store. Right. So I have to order it. So.
1: And then all that packaging comes with the order. (laughs)
7: Sometimes you can get three or four things in the same thing, but other times I have had so much cardboard. Right. Boxes in my house lately. Yeah. (laughs) And so if
1: we're going to do that, there are things we can do with those. You know, it's just being more mindful of what we're doing. And sometimes it takes a willingness to not have what we want right now, when we want it, just because we're used to having it. <laughs> She's going, no, I want it when I want it, right now.
4: Kindergarten lesson number one. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it, there's a, been a progression in my life of changing how, how I shop when I go out you know, I walk in with bags full of glass jars and paper bags to only stores that sell in bulk and stuff like that. And I took, in fact, Ellie's shopping one day, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Just like, how I shop. I'm sorry. Just a little more mindfulness about what we're doing. So, now,
4: there was yes. another piece that you asked was around was about. Was about uh, um, how can we? individually make a difference globally mm-hmm. and the, the tendency for me is to feel like oh, i'm just one person i can't possibly make right. a difference but it does, it does because make a um, if we wait for the corporations or the government to do it it's not going to happen it has it has to be individuals yeah. doing as much as they can
1: change has always come no, not just in our country but it's always come from the ground up that's where change happens So it is up to us, it is. So I thought I would share some readings this morning. Um, There are a couple books that Michael Bordeaux's book club did this past year. They actually had the largest audience of any book club that we've had so far. One of them was uh, called Rooted, Life at the Crossroads of Science, Nature, and Spirit. If you haven't read this book, it's excellent, at least I thought it was excellent. So there, was a couple, there were a couple quotes in here that I thought I would use as a springboard for our discussion. Last week I, I threw out some shorter quotes, this week they're a little bit longer. So I'm going to invite you to just listen to the paragraph, and then I'm just going to open it up for discussion around whatever comes up. I have no guide here. Whatsoever as to Mm. where this is going. (laughs) Ah, I just put read page 40, pink tab. That's it. So the rest of it, we're going to make it up together. Okay? Here we go. The 13th century Italian saint, Francis of Assisi, is the patron of ecology, beloved far beyond the Christian faith. Francis sings praise to the divine in his words, through our sister, Mother Earth, who sustains and governs us. Note that Francis does not speak of an earth that is a gift to humans from a creator God, nor a garden of resources over which we have dominion, nor even a landscape that we are called to steward benevolently. It is the earth, a mother, our sister, who governs us. We find the sacred not simply upon the earth, but through the earth. Francis was known for calling all things sister and brother, not just the monks and sisters of the monasteries that he co-founded with Clara of Assisi, but everything, the sun, the moon, famously, but also crickets, grasses, mice, trout, ravens, wolves. Hmm. And he was Catholic, which we talked about in Tese. universal, maybe truly Catholic, all-embracing. So what comes up in your heart and mind when you listen to those words?
4: He knew that everything was holy.
1: He knew that everything was holy.
7: A reminder that that also includes people I would prefer not to have in my prayers.
1: Oh, that includes people I would prefer not to have in my prayers. <laughs> That's an important thing to remember.
4: It also includes animals that we might be afraid of. It includes mosquitoes, you know. I mean, it's all, right. All of, what saying is all of creation oh, not is the our, our siblings.
1: <laughs> all of creation are our siblings. Yes, the mosquitoes. they all serve a purpose. That
4: doesn't that doesn't mean we can't send them on to their great beyond. <laughs> 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 because life cannot you know, life cannot be extinguished, right? That's right. Just hasten okay. their journey a little.
6: <laughs>
1: As an organic gardener, that is a practice that I have. On to your next highest and best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll
5: crack open the weird eggs.
1: Okay. I think
5: human beings as a species sometimes we forget we think that we have this you know dominion over the earth and we had to conquer and do all these things but we mm-hmm. forget that this is a back-and-forth relationship mm-hmm. and yes. for me I you know yeah, I'm into energies and spirits and, and mm-hmm. things how can I care for something that I don't have a relationship with a back-and-forth good question so you find me in the forest speaking to the forest speaking mm-hmm. to the rocks speaking to the trees trying to commune back and forth yeah and i want to be in a place where i have a relationship with something enough to care about it why should i take care of something i don't care about exactly for me or no. Or, or no yeah or no personally and so you know there's a, there's a whole other spiritual aspect to our relationship with the planet that we are you know, living on,
1: yeah.
5: and yeah, I can go in, to go to the grocery store and enjoy all the things I can buy and take them for granted and take them home and throw away the trash and do all the things, or I can be a part of the growing and the knowing of those plants and the spirits of those plants mm-hmm. and, and how they feed me and how I, in return, am supposed to take care of them so they can do that, what they do for me and I do weird things like go get water from some other source and do some things and go put it in a different water source just just to share energy or, or whatever mm-hmm. and it's not just a, a physical recycling of cans I mean that becomes I think going through the motions at some point and okay. yes it and can actually you might stop <coughs> because they say to you, you make time for the things that are important to you and excuses for the things that aren't and eventually excuses will come in and you'll stop doing mm-hmm. that and so I have to
4: keep my heart engaged and my spirit engaged, so that I stay engaged with God. That. Yay! That's called the practice.
1: What she right? said. Yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> yes. Can I springboard off of that? Yes. You mentioned dominion, and uh, dominion, as it's used in the Bible, gets often often confused with domination. domination right? Yeah. And yeah. that's a whole other thing. Dominion implies that stewardship.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Not just stewardship, but, you know, like, like the book, like the quote mentioned, but, yeah, we need to take care of it if it's going to take care of us.
1: Dominion actually implies an interaction, whereas domination control over. Yeah. I do what you do, but I do it in my garden. I talk to my plants. You see far more spiders than I would.
8: <laughs> I do.
1: I have webs everywhere right now. I do. I do.
8: Watch out if you're a
1: grasshopper. But watch out if you're a grasshopper, because they're munching on things right now. Yeah.
4: But I make good chicken feed. But I do. Yes, and we have chickens. And and that's so a cycle of life, right there. That's
1: right. right. <laughs> yeah. So I feed whatever I'm sending on to the chickens to help it become
8: egg. It works. I find it interesting uh, that science, uh, what that reading made me think of was how, you Mm -hmm. know, science is for me and my journey has been drawing me to an understanding of, like, uh, vibrations, and Uh, that that the spirit and the matter are not uh, qualitatively different quantitatively different. Mm -hmm. It's all about higher vibrations and lower vibrations. So when I walk, when I take off my shoes now, which I got from her, I finished that book last month.
1: Oh, did you? Awesome.
8: But when I take off my shoes and walk in the grass over the Victor Park, I'm thinking, oh, there's no dominion here. This is, this is, we're we're all together here. Right. And it just feels different, especially with how I've lived the first 60 years of my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You're going to get to hear more from some of the barefoot quote here. (laughs) We actually had a group of people that really got active into going out and, you know, barefoot walking Mm -hmm. for a period of time while we did that to see how tough we could get those feet (laughs) so we could do it. Anything else
7: that wants to – what? No, not, not you. Okay. And you know, those barefoot walking is not only good to connect, but right. it's very good for the negative ions mm-hmm. that is, your body yeah. needs right. to be healthy. It is. Yeah, which is
1: yeah. interesting. Yeah, and you, you. have that energy just moves through you yeah. from the earth. Yeah.
4: Literally grounded.
6: Yeah.
1: Anything else around <laughs> that quote? I have another one from the same book. I go to a different one. Green tab, hmm, must be that one. <laughs> Alright, okay, here we go with the barefoot thing. This is in a section called, What We Leave Behind. In the Hebrew book of Exodus, when Moses approaches the burning bush to receive the commandments, the divine voice orders, shed your sandals. This is ordinarily translated as take off or remove your sandals. The way we would typically talk about our own shoes. But the original verb is more radical. Shed, cast off, leave behind. This is the verb we use for the great transition of animals. The shedding of fur, the sloughing of an entire snake skin, the emergence as the same creature made new. And that which is shed, like the antlers of a deer, they are the things that were once an organ of our lives but are no longer of use. Otherness, separateness, elevation, pretense, a certain kind of beauty, a certain kind of belonging, a certainty of comfort. Ecumenical Trappist monk Brother David Stendel rast notes that the passage in Exodus continues, Shed your shoes, this is holy ground. We tend to think this means that Moses is to remove his shoes because the ground is holy, a matter of respect or humility, as one is asked to remove shoes when entering certain mosques or temples. But according to Brother David, The rabbinic scholars he has spoken with insist that it is the other way around. When you take off your shoes, you will notice this is holy ground. Because what prevents you from seeing that it's holy ground is the dead skin you have to shed. It's only our own limited thinking and lack of proper shedding that keeps us from the apprehension. We are always standing upon holy ground. I think I marked another little section here. And if I'm very quiet and still and let my feet stand solid upon the earth, I can feel what I have come to call beneathness. For the soil is alive and writhing beyond my sight with roots, mycelia, decomposers, bacteria, protozoa, worms, grubs, beetles, beyond counting, beyond knowing the living and the dead brushing together to create the quietest symphony of sound and activity. Holy ground. So I'm not trying to sell you on barefoot walk. But what came up for you in listening to those passages?
7: The first thing that came up for me was more of a, the closer I get to my source and my relationship with God, the more I shed the fear, the more I shed the need for that familiar, comfortable place that I used to be afraid to leave. Uh-huh. And the more I shed all of those things, they don't matter anymore, because my stability is my relationship with God and i know everything else is covered.
1: You're on holy ground.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In other words. <laughs> right.
4: Nice. I think she's also talking about separation mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. You know, our shoes separate us from the earth and there are so many things in our lives, some physical and some mental emotional that that separate us from the earth and from each other and from spirit.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's yet one more thing, one more metaphor for all those things that separate us. Another
5: layer between us and God.
1: Right.
5: Yeah, it felt like the shedding with Moses and the burning bush was Mm -hmm. like an invitation to remember who you truly are and to, to step into that instead of this stepping into meeting the external divine.
1: Yes. Thank you.
2: And all those things that are separating us are not from Him, but from us.
1: Right. Yes. We make the shoes. (laughs) (laughs) We put them on our feet. We do all of the things that separate us from our Creator. The last clothing
4: God made were fig leaves.
1: (laughs) If you've ever felt a fig leaf, you know that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) So. One second, David, I saw ha- your hand waving a minute well, ago. Well, I, I and was just
4: going to realize that I didn't need to replace my shoes as often as I have been. <laughs> it just like, it gets me closer to the source. So. There you go. Yeah. There you
1: go. <laughs> so let those soles wear down. Got let the <laughs> soles wear down. April. I once actually
5: had a discussion about this, and um, I picked up something interesting a while mm-hmm. back, where one of the other traditions was to remove your sandals when you went into some other place, Mm -hmm. out of respect not to drag anything that you picked up along the way into the new place. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were talking about this and one of the things that was said was partly why take off your shoes was to sort of shed anything that you may have picked up or brought with you to this moment and connect to this moment that you're in clean without all that crap so not just the dust on like your
1: shoes, years. but all of the
5: energetic or yeah, anything you anything. may have picked up that is not serving you in the moment, take it right. off and connect here and now. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Along with all that, I came up with a lot of outlandish ways to defend my shoes. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Nobody's going to take your shoes away from you. <laughs> if <it. laughs> <laughs> you think about it logically, it's not just the shoes. But, you know, everything is, is kind of separating us from, yeah. from the earth. Why not mm-hmm. take off all your clothes, but your shoes, and lay down? <laughs> <laughs> you can do that
1: Jeez. in a spot where no one will arrest you. <laughs> <You're right. Yes. laughs> <So> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Very true. I, can <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Know.
7: <laughs> June fifteenth is Naked Hiking Day. Oh. Ah. Oh. Oh. Naked hiking, oh. hiking boots. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect thing. Going I think I'm gonna skip that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> not my thing. But have fun. <laughs> fanny packs.
6: <bag. laughs> no, really.
1: What other church kids you walk into and hear about naked hiking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure fanny, pikes <laughs> <laughs> fanny packs are welcome. <laughs>
5: you
1: guys cracked me.
5: That's up.
7: Good.
1: <laughs> Anything else around this passage? <laughs> I I had went kind of
0: where Chris went with the um, that separation and and dissolving that mm-hmm. um, and in addition to you know what separates you from Mother Earth and Spirit um, is one another. I was just kind of thinking about how you know a peasant might not even have shoes mm-hmm. or certainly not nicer shoes where an affluent person might have, you know, something fancy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of a shedding all of that kind of class sort of, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, kids go through that in school, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, they steal each other's shoes and beat each other up for the fancy tennis shoes. Yeah, yeah, so it like a symbolic we, right, event. symbolically, not just the shoes but the way we dress mm-hmm. is a potential class or cultural division.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it's kind of like a beautiful metaphor for like separation from anything that yeah. separates us from the sacred where we create like grocery stores that keep us from like what we would say in modern times, like the, the horror of of killing our food, of mm-hmm. having the Our of having to grow our own food, um, of having houses around us, and the state of those houses, whether they're large or small, and that separate us from the people who maybe don't have houses or the people that are different, and just all of the different social barriers. Like um, we shake hands rather than we hug. Like just like all the things that disconnect us from each other and the interactions that are very simple and sacred of like connecting with each other. I think mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful me- metaphor to keep in mind, just shedding like all of those things that are a barrier between mm-hmm. us and the sacred, even like ways to God of like we have to meditate this way or we need to pray this right. way instead of saying like we are ultimately connected, but we put up all these different walls and barriers between us and God and us and the earth
6: mm-hmm.
9: and
1: just letting all that go. Like, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. it is It is a nice, it's a beautiful metaphor. and. I believe that what this, a big part of what this life is about is taking down those walls. That's We're here in this human form. You know, we've come with whatever we've come with, whether you believe it's from past lives or whether you believe it's just what was formed by your family or your experiences. We have what we have. And then it becomes our job to remember who we really are and tear that stuff away. I, initially, I'm gonna change that. Initially, (laughs) I catch myself all the time. I used to tear stuff away, now it's more about just letting go. (laughs) Just (laughs) letting it fall, because gravity works, you know? Shedding. Mm -hmm. Shedding. You don't have to cast it off, you can just loosen your fist, your grasp on it, Mm -hmm. and allow it to fall away. And we all have so many, you talked in your meditation at Teze about stories, we all have stories, and we tell them over and over and over again. And at any time we choose to, we can just let them go. And we really can do that. We have the power.
4: But who would I be without my story? Who would I be without that story?
1: <laughs> I to make up a new story. Then what? <laughs> sticking to it. So <laughs> <stickin'> to <laughs> it.
5: Yeah, I was I was sitting here during Taze thinking about introducing myself to you all, and I thought of introducing myself as, I am unfathomable, mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: I am the great mother, you know, mm-hmm. I I am unfathomable. That, right. That's my definition of myself, and that's who I want to be in this space, you know, that's yeah. the realest part of me.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, the unfathomable sometimes called Ginny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yes. Well, I was just
5: thinking, you said you used to eat, you, you know, you used to Yeah. To roar, roar. But, you know, and then I thought about different animals real fast. And we all have our different ways. Yeah, we do. Some animals shed violently, and some animals rub against the same object until it finally comes off, you know? It right. Just, just depends. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think definitely, like, just the idea of just, like, letting it fall off, mm-hmm. you know, naturally. Like, every once in a while, i you going
1: to get stuck. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's true. I mean, I still find stuck places and move into where I need to rub it off or cast it off. But,
8: yeah. Just, some of us need a two-by-four, too. Sometimes <laughs> a two-by-four is necessary. To not, I
1: try not to do those too <laughs> often. Anymore, <laughs> um, yeah, different ways.
4: You know, I one saying I've always heard that seems very true was, if you walk in leather shoes, The whole earth is covered in the Yeah. So, you're not connected to the earth. You're just another form of separation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have one more I'd like to share. Is that okay? I go a little longer than normal today. I'm really, that's one of the things I'm letting go of, is that clock in front of me. All right, so this is the prologue to a different book, another book club we did. It's called Church of the Wild. It was also an awesome read. How Nature Invites Us into the Sacred. And this is how this book begins. And then uh, whatever comes up, we have time to talk about that. This is a story about a land where the trees talk and the waters croon and the people fall in love with birds who love them back. This is a story about an enchanted forest hiding in plain sight, invisible until, somehow, the veil drops. And what was unseen can suddenly be seen. You may catch a glimpse when you cross the threshold on the far edge of the abandoned field, or when, just for a blinking instant, you notice how the brambles of the blackberry bush connect you to everything. The ancestors knew this and reminded one another around their fires that they belonged to a great web of life. They were called into wilderness by a voice that spoke in words planted silently in their hearts by the voices of the cedar trees, the lilies, the desert sands. Sacred voices tucked into pockets of the wind. Some of these ancestors were called out of Egypt out of oppressive systems that didn't acknowledge their lives as valuable, called into the wilderness to listen, to prepare, to be tested and encouraged and strengthened. There the wild creatures of the night, the fiery bushes and cool streams, and the manna that fell from the sky reminded the people of their true identity. Once upon a time, All humans knew their lives, their food, their survival, their sense of meaning and kinship with God or the gods was connected with all their relations. The hawks and soil and ferns and here come those pesky mosquitoes again. Mm. (laughs) Like all the other wild creatures, they belonged to the land and they knew it. They were untamed and self-willed and listened to their own intrinsic authority. They were part of a grand conversation, a relationship of reciprocity and respect, connecting them with all the other beings and elements of life. But there came a time when some of the people could no longer hear the conversation. An elixir fell over the poppy fields like Dorothy entering Oz causing them to fall asleep. He's got a Wizard of Oz coffee cup over there. I just love their baby. The wax in their ears became hardened and their hearts pretended that they were happier controlling the world than loving it. They rushed right past the burning bushes on the way to importance, missing the message of the doe hiding in plain sight with her newborn fawn. They packed the bodies of sacred forest cathedrals onto trucks and shipped them to the mills. They forgot that the thrush songs spelled out warnings and wisdom in octaves. Disconnected little by little, their voices went missing in the symphony of aliveness. The songs of the wild god cascading through the trees no longer guided their lives and a deep loneliness sunk down upon the people like a heavy fog nobody could see. The time has come to lift that veil of fog and return to intimate relationship with the living world. More and more of us are taking our place, once again, as full participants in the web of life, which we remember is held together by love. There are no magic words to encant, no spiritual laws to memorize, no ruby-slippered heels to click three times. You don't need to read a hundred new eco-theology books or leave the church or become an animist or a pantheist, but you can if you want to. (laughs) You simply need to learn how to listen and allow your heart to be broken just like you do every time you fall in love. Because the holy is in your place too. You open the gates into this enchanted land, your home, with hands muddied from the soil outside your house and a raw, scabby, and unprotected heart. You enter naked and brave. fantastic book
4: that story reminds me that humankind was not kicked out of the Garden of Eden we wandered away thinking the grass was greener on the other side
8: <laughs> 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 grass is always greener it actually made me think of um, Martha Beck's uh, novel Diana herself where she talks about and Diana's meeting this wild boar pig and they're like talking and stuff mm-hmm. and and uh, the pig keeps going you're tame you're not wild yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah we've become tame creatures of comfort
5: I don't know why but the beginning of that story broke my heart <laughs> I just started crying yay <laughs> thank you I guess yeah just, just, like, just how we <laughs> forgot
1: You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: Yeah.
4: Back to the garden.
7: Back to the garden. And it doesn't have to be something that's like you do everything all at once. No. Sometimes it's just as simple as pausing to see the dew on the grass when it looks like a million little diamonds. Yeah. Each little drop and just to wonder at Mm -hmm. the beauty of that and, and what God has made. And the more and more you notice, I mean,
1: we each of us are who we are in this body in this life. Not to say we can't and won't change over time. We do. The nature of being human and of of everything of life is change. But this is not calling us necessarily to have to, you know, dump everything that we currently do or have or whatever or, or are. It's, it's being more mindful. Yeah.
4: Just transforming, yeah. not being, dropping, just transforming.
1: Right. Making the little steps that feel natural for you. You know, each of us has some, I believe each of us, has some kind of a calling back to awareness of our surroundings, of the land that we live on. And it sustains us. And so in what way, you know? I know many people who are into gardening, and we interact a lot. I also know many people who are not into growing food and gardening and things. But there are farmers in our area that do grow that food and that we could support. I mean, that's one thing we can do. There are stores that carry that local stuff that we could shop in. There's, you know, and again, we're going back to the physical things. And then in our daily practice, you know, if you're not a barefoot walker, you might decide to go sit in the sun in a chair with your bare feet, just sitting on the soil for a half an hour. Meditate barefooted, <laughs> planted. I mean, there are lots of things you can do to reconnect you. But I think I, I'm not going to be able to know for anybody else what that way is for you. So it's sitting in your own quiet, in your own deep knowing, in your own mystic heart. You know, what, what is calling to me? How can I help? We, we all leave an imprint with every thought, word, and action. So which imprint do I want to leave today? That's really the question. It's not, will I leave an imprint? It's, what imprint do I want to leave?
7: Yes. Yeah.
8: Like, uh, like uh, Ram Dass's guru,
4: final instructions to him was to love everyone and serve
1: everyone. Love everyone, serve everyone. Yeah, and that starts just in our own homes. We live with people, Mm -hmm. right? Some of us, I mean, we don't all live with people, but when we live, we have neighbors. (laughs) Even if we don't live in, in a home with people, we have neighbors. We have, you know, how do we treat those people? You know, are we making an effort to be loving with our partners, our spouses, our children, our neighbors? Our pets. Our pets, yeah. (laughs) You know, and when we lose it, when that goes away for a moment, in a moment of insanity, you know, are we aware enough to call ourselves back and come back into that loving place? It's just the simple little things that stack up. They add up. And they do leave an imprint. So I think I'm going to close us with prayer. So let's support one another in honoring the Sacred Mother. Knowing that what serves the earth serves us all. Please hold these words as an affirmation within yourself if they ring true for you. There is only one life, one light, one God, one power, one presence, expressing itself as all of creation. In truth, absolute truth, we are one, one energy, one life. In this holy moment, I set the intention to be more mindful of my surroundings, to notice and honor the trees, the flowers, the sparkling dew on the grass, the two-leggeds and four-leggeds, the flyers and swimmers and creepers. Calling them brother, calling them sister, knowing our connection. For there is nothing that is unrelated to any of us there's nothing that does not affect my life and my life in turn sends a ripple through all of life I choose that my ripple be one of peace of love of joy of compassion and of beauty I spread generosity kindness and grace everywhere I go. I give thanks for being in a place where my awareness is such that I know my connection. I give thanks that my awareness is in a place where I can make conscious choices to leave that beautiful imprint to walk as a beneficial presence on the planet. And so we join together knowing that this intention is set for each one in this space and all who hear. We know this intention is being set by hundreds and thousands and millions of other beings right here and right now. And we join our awareness, our energy with all who have such an intention knowing that the power of intention is mighty so i give thanks i give thanks for each person here each one who is listening now or who will hear this in the future i give thanks for all of the gifts that each person brings into this community i give thanks for all of the blessings of this and every day in my life I give thanks for the relationships that are built here, the connections that are being made, human heart to human heart, in this space. And from this place of absolute gratitude, I release my word in deep faith that it's already done. Nothing more to do but to let it be. So we affirm this as together we say, And so it is, amen. Where am I? Lost in prayer. So each Sunday, we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we're doing in the world by sharing of your financial good, should you choose to. If you're at home, you can go to mysticheart.org to find our donate button or our mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program for those who would like to make a heartfelt monthly contribution to help us in our planning of our growth. And so as we move into this time, I invite you to hold these words that will appear momentarily on the screen as close to your heart, because they're close to ours. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into the flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. So it is. Amen. Amen. And if you'd like to join our song, you'll catch on. And if you want to get up and move, you can do that too. That again. (laughs) In tune this time. (laughs) It's not in tune. Want to tune real quick? Oh, Oh, the pick. Oh, that. (laughs) I used to sit and talk about how I wanted to change the world. But I always left it up to someone else to do. Then I finally realized that I needed to take a stand and that by changing my I could change my world, that's how I would change the world.
3: So let there be peace, I am a stand for peace, let there be love, I am a stand for love. Let there be joy, I am a stand for joy. And you
0: Knowing that as we practice giving, whether it's our treasure, time or talent, or all the above, knowing that we are practicing a law of circulation and what comes in goes out into the world and back to us. Knowing that these gifts are given with love. I simply feel grateful. And we affirm this by saying mm, and so, so, is. It is. so it is. Thank oh, yeah. you. Amen. <clears throat> so know that. And then please stand for our closing song. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> and feel free to join us for lunch next door, Tracy and Sydney, and kids if they're here. Are the kids here? No kids today. I've heard well, there's then, lots of food in yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a regular lady, Sandy, in charge of Sunday food, but she's on vacation for two weeks, so we See all overcompensated. <laughs> 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 it's a good thing. <laughs> One,
3: two, three, four. All together, hand in hand, life we take a stand and we are changing a whole new life for you and me take your past and set it free and share this blessing love be with you peace and fold you spirit lift you breathe it in truth come to you make good flow to you let your
1: being here.